What's up, y'all? You already know who it is. And in case you don't, it's your girl, Queen, coming through from that NOLA, baby. Welcome to my podcast, Queen's Uplifting and Inspiring Podcast. I hope you're ready for this heat, because I'm coming in hot. Sit down and grab your seat. And like we say down here in the bayou, les ans, le bon temps, roule. That means let the good times roll. y'all you already know who it is it's your girl queen and i'm super excited to be before you guys on today so look we doing things a little different today usually i do my podcast with my guests one-on-one um behind the scenes and i just upload the content but on today we're gonna do it a little different we are streaming facebook live and i'm super excited because this is a message that you do not want to miss out on so look guys come on in share out this broadcast and let's set the captives free on today i am super excited once again because i really don't introduce myself so i'm gonna take a minute to introduce myself before i introduce my guest my name is Juanika williams um but everyone calls me queen i'm a wife i'm a mother i'm an author um and as a black friday i am a best-selling amazon um author and so I want you guys to go out and get my book, Born in a Storm. It is available for pre-order. And so I really encourage you guys to go out and get this book right here. It's, it's been fantastic. Um, but without any further ado, I would love for my guest, Tiffany, uh, this powerful woman of God who I met on Clubhouse, oh, and God. she's just amazing. Um, so I would love for you to go ahead and introduce yourself, Tiff. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Tiffany Loftus. Um, I am a Christian life transformation coach. There's an echo. Do you feel like there's an echo? Um, Okay, good. So it's just me. (laughs) I'm a a Christian life transformation coach. I help women uh, go from where they are to where they really need to be so that they can walk in purpose and freedom. I take them through a process of inner healing and strategically just planning out their, their life, their goals, and what that looks like. Um, I am a f- mother. I'm a wife first. I'm a wife. Let me shout out my husband. We just had our 12 year anniversary. Um, yes, it was yesterday. Uh, I am a mother of eight children. Three of them are bonus children. Um, I have five biological children. The ages range from 22 down to four. Uh, so I definitely have been blessed. My quiver is full, y'all. <laughs> uh, I am a former, um, a former everything. I'm a former some of some of everything. Uh, the Lord has truly done a tremendous work in my life in delivering me from drugs, from sex addiction, from uh, just a very traumatic past, from uh, witchcraft, from Satanism. I am just excited to be here and to speak um, the truth, the truth that will set captives free in the name of Jesus. Um, excuse me if I do some adjustments, I see the glare on my glasses, so I just want to make it, you know, less imposing on people who watch. But yes, I am ready to do this. Let's talk. Let's see people get free from this because I know the root of what got me into it in the first place. Wow. So I'm super excited. Like when you say you came out of witchcraft and Satanism, I just started jumping over here because I was like, wow, you know, this is something that um God has been definitely charging me to come forward with. 
I'm from the city of New Orleans, so you know there is so much witchcraft, voodoo, all of that great stuff. So I'm just like, let's talk about it. I'm super excited. Um, and so I want to just dive into the question, like, how did you get into no, what is Satanism? So Satanism, back when I got into Satanism, I was I would be considered now um a Levian Satanist. Uh, Anton LaVey started the Satanic Church. He, he started the Church of Satan um, and he wrote the Satanic Bible. And this was back many, many years ago. Uh, so I was actually in high school when I got a hold of the Satanic Bible. Um, and so Satanism itself is the worship of Satan. Well, let me rephrase that. In the end, you are worshiping Satan, but it's disguised in a way that you are actually worshiping yourself um, because it turns out that a lot of the principles in satanic worship is about self-gratification and what you need to do for yourself. So, so satanism on the back end or, or, or in the underlying areas, it all comes down to where you have positioned Satan in your life. And yes, the devil is the author of so many different things when it comes to satanism, but in the end it, it, it turns out that you're really putting yourself as God. You are creating an idol of yourself and of your own life. And that is the, um, I want to say that's the secret that nobody knows because um, it's hidden. It's hidden even to the people who worship because they really do believe that they're worshiping the the prince of darkness, the, you know, the God of this world. But they what they don't realize is who they're really worshiping is themselves. And that's what keeps them in bondage for so long. Oh, my God. So it's like vanity. (laughs) It's pretty much vanity. It's vanity, but it's also um, I want to say the root of it is just brokenness. There's a lie. There's a lie from the enemy that if you take a hold of what I'm teaching you in my word, in his word, you know, the enemy has his own word. Um, and there's a lie that if you take a hold of what I'm teaching you in this word, um, that you will gain control where you did not have control before. That you will gain. So it's it takes what the word of God says and it counterfeits it. It gives you this counterfeit you know, power. It gives you these counterfeit blessings. It gives you this counterfeit sense of control and, and, and all of that. So where we would lean on the Holy Spirit to empower us, now you have this satanic Bible where um, the power is given to you from Satan, um, which uh, if that's actually the root of where it comes from, uh, the empowerment that comes from them. So it's definitely a counterfeit um version of what we believe based on a lie and access usually through trauma wow yes because um trauma is the doorway that is the the doorway that he uses to come in um traumatic experiences from childhood uh car accidents like whatever it is traumatic that you experience in your life that's a doorway for him to enter. And we don't know that um, as Christians, uh, unless we are taught in spiritual warfare and just things like that. Um, and so when I was out in the world, I didn't know nothing about no Satanism. I didn't know nothing about like none of that stuff. You know, it was, it was I was just blinded. Um, but the moment I got in, um, I got saved and I started studying spiritual warfare. I was just like, wait a minute. Yeah. What is going on? You know, 
Um, because people might, I, I tell people all the time, there's a whole kingdom, a, a whole kingdom of darkness um, that is there. There's a kingdom of light and there's a kingdom of darkness. And, and most people, they don't know, they, they might think that you're just crazy when you're talking about that stuff, but it's, it's, it's real. Right. It's so real. Um, and so that goes into my next question. Like, what, at what age did you go into Satanism? Um, I want to say I was 16. I was 16 years old. Um, I had, I went through, I had a very traumatic past. Um, and so at some point I needed some type of power. See, at first I was more of an atheist. I was just like, you know, God doesn't exist because if God existed, then the things that happened to me wouldn't have actually happened, you know? Um, so there was this atheistic, you know, uh, belief that I had held that God just cannot possibly exist. Um, so then I went into witchcraft and there was a certain level of empowerment through that, you know, but I don't know, I guess as I got older, I realized that the elements just weren't cutting it. <laughs> like, like there just wasn't enough, you know, even though that is fueled by Satan himself too. Um, I just, you know, there was something missing. And I honestly believe that I went into Satanism, um, as a way to get back at God. I think that was actually the root. I I don't think, I know. So I believe that that was actually the root of it. Um, I had been so traumatized and had gone through so much um, that at this point, it was just like, what better way to get back at God than to serve his enemy, you know? Um, and there was no fear of God. There was no, um, there was nothing other than, I don't really care what you do at this point, Lord, you know, I mean, it wasn't even Lord. He wasn't my Lord. It was just this, you know, God who wasn't there for me. Um, so for me, I really want to say 16 was when I got started and I kept going, um, and walking in this thing until I was about, if I'm being realistic, if I'm being honest, uh, I say I tried to give my life to Christ when I was 18, but I really didn't. I just went up to the altar because, you know, I needed relief. <laughs> that was it. Because as soon as I left church, I went back to go get high, you know, so it was just no, uh, no real conversion, no real heart change. Uh, so I really want to say, I didn't come out of um, that place until I was about 20, 21. I, I gave my life to Christ officially when I was 21 years old. So I really want to say I was in that place between the ages of 16 and 21. Wow, that's deep. And you said that you got into it because you wanted to get back at God yeah. <laughs> because, you know, um, and I know that there was a time in my life I felt as though God was not there. Like I grew up um, in a church from the age of um, newborn, pretty much to 10 years old. And from 10 years old to whew, 30, like life hit me and it knocked the wind out of me. And it was so many traumatic experiences to where I was like, God ain't real. Like I knew about him. I had experienced his presence since a little girl. But mm -hmm. when I got older and all of these things started happening to me, I'm like, ain't no way God real. If if so, why all this stuff happening to me? Right. You know, we don't talk. Um, and so uh with that being said, I had an experience and an encounter with him, and I was like, oh wow, he is real. Um, because like you say, you you indulge in drugs and things like that. And so that's how I knew that the power of God was real because he delivered me from um a drug addiction. Um, but 
in the meantime, like you said, you got into Satanism as a way to get back at God. Like, yeah, that is that's that's powerful. Um, but go ahead. I was just gonna say it was. Um, I didn't realize how much anger until I got older. See, when you're going through stuff when you're younger, you just you're living. Um, as I got older and I started to remember and process the things that I'd been through, I remember it could be something as simple as um, I would be playing a video game. I'd be playing Mario uh, and my character would fall into the crack and I'd die. And I would just look up and be like, God, I hate you. Like there was things that there was so much hatred and anger. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I was raised in the church. I was definitely not raised in the church, but my grandfather was um, a reverend in a Baptist church. And so I went on holidays, you know, Mother's Day, Easter, Christmas, whatever. Um, but I never really experienced the presence of God. I never experienced what Christianity was supposed to look like. Because to me, the ones who called themselves Christians were um, hypocrites. I had maybe a couple of people in my life that ever, now that I'm looking back, I had a couple of people in my life that I believe or that I feel actually did um, represent Christ, you know, uh, but not the majority of them. They were all hypocrites. And, and as I got older and found out more, you know, secrets and things in my family and in my bloodline, I'm just like, oh, yeah, definitely. There was no Jesus, you know? Um, but so, so when I got to the point where I reached out and, and went into Satanism, I had already determined in my heart that God was someone I hated, you know, because how, could you be this God and let these things happen to a child, you know? Um, and even at the time when I was 16, because things were still happening at that age, it's like, where are you? Where are you? I've got all these friends in, in, in school who, you know, they're wearing the, what would Jesus do bracelets? That's when it was all, you know, a big thing. Um, but I'm like, who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus that they're talking about? Because um, the Jesus that I know didn't show up. You know, um, so yeah, so I really believe that getting initially getting into Satanism was an act of rebellion. Um, it was, which is honestly the root of why we do anything that goes against God. It's rebellion, you know, pride and rebellion. Um, and so that's where it started. It started with, you know what, if you won't show up for me, he will. That's what it, that's what it felt like. And honestly, it turned out to be, if you won't show up for me, I'll show up for myself. Mm. So, yeah. wow. Ooh, it's it's the root of the lie the lie the lie just i'm so glad we're exposing this because there's so many people who tried to serve god even people who tried to walk with the lord and they just kept getting beat up and beat up even more they're you know in abusive relationships and um people who you know, people who walked away from witchcraft to try the Lord, they wanted to taste and see, but then the enemy came against them so hard that that's where they ended back up at, you know, is with the enemy because they felt like, well, I went to God for protection and he wasn't there. And it's, it's a lie. Uh, there's such a lie at the root of this thing that God is not going to protect you. You have to fend for yourself and Satan will give you the power to do it. That's deep. Girl, you understand. Oh, Jesus. I want to edge my seat over here, baby, because, baby, you coming in hot here. 
Um, but that's all it is uh, because Satan is the father of lies. Um, and so he is a deceiver and that's what he wants to do, deceive you. Uh, I know growing up, um, there were so many things that I had to um, just go through. And so I was just like, my God, God ain't there. God ain't there. And so like you said, um, I, I wouldn't say that I was in Satanism, but I know I did um, get to the point where I was just fitting for myself and it was just me by myself. And I didn't even know that I had um, slipping into vanity. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants for us to serve ourselves, you know, but yeah, because there is a kingdom, and so it's the kingdom of light and the kingdom of dark, and there is no in-between. And right. so, like, you just said something just so powerful. People think that they're really serving Satan, but they're really serving themselves. And Absolutely. so, like, wow, how could you put yourself before God? Yeah, you make yourself your own God. And, I mean, if we look in the world today, look at how many people are there, you know? Now it's shifted from God, the creator of the universe, to it's you who are the creator, you know, that you create everything. And now here's the thing, because we're made in the image of God, we, we do have the power to create with our words, you know, uh, even with our thoughts as a man thinketh, so is he, you know, so, so there is the power to create through the Holy Spirit, but it's through the Holy Spirit. If you take him out of the picture, and you become the one, you become the source, you become the, the one who's man, you're manifesting, but pulling out of your own reserve, you know, pulling out of laws that were, that are put in place for you to operate through the Holy Spirit. But no, you want to go and operate in these laws on your terms. There's a kingdom and there's a government set up. But what we have done now in the world is set ourselves up above God as the head of this government. We have set up our own kingdoms apart from the kingdom of God, you know, um, and not recognizing that you are still, in fact, operating in the kingdom of darkness when you do that. Jesus, girl, this is so good. <laughs> Look, I feel the Holy Spirit. So I'm like, Lord, okay, rain me but in so I don't keep going. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because look, we got comments over here. They got people that saying, thank you for sharing this. Thank y'all for tuning in. Let's get this share out um, because this is so powerful. Um, they have people saying that's powerful. Thank you for sharing. Like, oh my God, if I don't, if you don't show up for me, I'm gonna show up for myself. So you are definitely educating all of us in this moment because you're dropping some gems. So I hope they have people paper and pen and just ready because it's so much. Oh my God, like girl, you got me over here on the edge of my seat. Like I'm, I'm, I'm need to talk. I need you to talk. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm grateful. <laughs> I um I've been under so much attack concerning this thing. Um anxiety. I literally just yesterday had to go through deliverance at church after service to get me prepared for this message because the enemy was coming against me so hardcore that my voice was shutting down. It was, he was trying to shut, you got it. So here's the thing. When you come out of Satanism, when you come out of a place where you have been aligned with the kingdom of darkness for so long, and you've made so many alliances, you know, um, mm -hmm. in the kingdom of darkness to get what you have, then when you try to come out of that and you try to tear down altars and, and break these vows that you've made and come out of covenant with the things that you were in covenant with, there is backlash for that. Okay. Mm -hmm. There is, um, there is backlash. Now, let me, let me preface or let me just do a little disclaimer there is backlash but there is also the power of god that is powerful enough the blood of jesus will protect you from that backlash but let me tell you if i um hadn't gone to the altar yesterday 
okay? I don't believe that the message that is coming out today would be flowing as freely because literally the enemy has continued to threaten me with my own life. There has been um, dread and fear and, um, and anxiety just as a result of agreeing to expose this, okay? So um, you gotta know, like even, now, like you said, not everybody has come out of Satanism. Some people have operated in witchcraft. Somebody, some people have unknowingly even operated in witchcraft and set up these things, this backlash for their lives, you know? Um, but I really, I really just wanna stress, like just have the Lord help you to check your heart you know, and to reveal something like, Lord, show me me. You know, is there anything I, I repent for anything I unknowingly operated in, you know? Um, but yeah, for me, I had to deal with the, the backlash, the, the fear, the intimidation. That's a good word. Intimidation. You know, if you speak, this will happen. Um, and, and you know what? I still, I have to show up. I have yeah. to show up. We have to show up because people have to get free. And some people may be thinking, well, I've never worshiped the devil before. I've never worshiped Satan before. Um, so I can't really consider my, now you might not have been a Satanist because you didn't profess to worship the devil. However, that does not mean that you have not operated at a level of rebellion where your rebellion has the same um, consequences as witchcraft which guess what, has the same consequences as Satanism. So check the rebellion, check the pride, you know, um, don't get, don't let the enemy get you into a place where you think because you haven't actually been a Satanist, you don't have anything to repent for or to be cleansed from. So mm -hmm. like you said, Clubhouse, I'm going to yield my mic. <laughs> Girl, no, we need, we don't want you to yield your mic. We want you to just dive into this. And we just thank you so much for agreeing to expose the enemy in this hour because that's what we need. It's all about the souls and setting the captives free. There are yeah. so many people that want to come out that don't know how to come out and that are that are that are afraid to come out because one thing about it, the enemy, he don't play. And once you make those vows and those oaths to him, you can just say something out of playing. The yeah. enemy is it's all about your words, your What's words. And it's a it's a, a verbal contract that you are writing with your tongue. You yes. know what I'm saying? And and the enemy don't play about that. You can say, oh, I'm such such such. He got these papers. It's like, all right, I got this. That's this, right. this is my contract on you. That's you know right. what I'm saying? And so we are just um exposing him in his hours so that you can be aware of his schemes, his tactics, and his plots. Like, cause we ain't playing with that fool no more. Okay. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. He he has legal access when we give it to them. You know, we, we live in a place now um, where so many have been taught to just faith their way to freedom, okay? Now look, I am a woman of faith. I operate with a gift of faith. So, but that is completely different than walking in ignorance, okay? And that's what the enemy wants us to do. Um, he wants us to walk in ignorance. He wants us to not recognize that his kingdom is also a government. There's a reason that the enemy has to go to God to get permission because there are kingdoms and governments that have been established. Okay. So what we do is in the church, we say things like <clears throat> it's under the blood, it's under the blood, it's under the blood. Well, guess what? All you've done is cover it with the blood. You haven't actually let the blood cleanse what's up under it, you know? Um, 
And so we keep walking through this life, pretending that everything is okay, not dealing with our past trauma, not going through the process, not coming out of the places that we're, our souls were fragmented in, and it leaves us in bondage. You know what I mean? And this is what opens the door to Satanism. See, as a child, no one knew to fight for me, you know? Um, and we didn't talk about these things. You didn't talk about Satanism because, well, one, I'm just going to be real. I, this is no disrespect and I don't mean to cause any offense, but Black people couldn't be Satanists. You know, like, I mean, just realistically, you couldn't, you couldn't worship the devil because what you look like, you're Black and you worship the devil. (laughs) Because of our background and where we come from, every, you were automatically a Christian. You were automatically Baptist or (laughs) you were automatically something, you know, you you weren't allowed to be an atheist or a Satanist or anything like that. The the Lord was the Lord and you were going to worship him. Look, I ain't know no black people was atheists, but when they said I'm an atheist, I was like, wait, what? You ain't a Christian? You? I just found out they had cat like It's crazy. So yeah, everything that you said, I am amen. Yes, yes. And so when you're walking through that, you know, um, nobody was there to say, Tiffany, this is the truth. This is the truth. The Lord has not forgotten you. He has not left you. He has not forsaken you. He has always been there. He was there to protect you from either even further harm. No one was there to say that, you know, Um, no one was there to explain. And so we have people who are walking now um, in their lives, not dealing with the trauma, thinking like for me, for example, I thought because I was no longer getting high, because I was no longer promiscuous. I've been married for 12 years now, you know, so it was just me and him. Um, So because I was no longer operating out of my trauma, that I had dealt with my trauma and I hadn't, you know what I mean? There was still deeper levels, deeper layers. There was still demonic oppression. There were still things that I had come in agreement with as a Satanist and as a witch that I didn't realize still had a hold on me, still had a tether to me until I went through the process of healing to be whole and deliverance. I had to be delivered. I carried a spirit of anger, a spirit of rage. Um, Jezebel had been attached to my life since I was a child. I operated in a Jezebel spirit literally until about last month. Didn't even know, as a minister even. And that's what we don't talk about in the church. We think everything is so covered under the blood that we don't realize that the spirits that attach to you, even in your mother's womb, are still tethered to you, even if you're trying to ignore them. There's a reason that your ways are the way that they are. There's a reason that you always, um, that you're so snappy all the time. There's a reason that you're triggered so easily, okay? So your triggers are popping up so easily because there are things that are still attached to you. There's still trauma that has not been dealt with and the enemy feeds on that. Satanism is literally birthed out of trauma. You know, it's, you have been so hurt. You have been so broken by the world, the world that the enemy created. I mean, you know, the the world around you, the trauma that he created. So the enemy takes the trauma that he created, then he traffics or pimps your trauma so that he can get you to follow him. You know what I mean? Um, so so now your pain has been trafficked. Your Your trauma has been pimped for his kingdom. And he says, Hey, if you want to be free, come to me. That's how, that's how Satan gets you. He said, if you want to be free from all of this comes to, so, so you're walking in the Lord or let's say you're not walking in Christ, but I'm going to, whether you are or you're not, you're walking in your life 
and trauma happens. Now trauma is initiated by the enemy himself. So he will take that trauma, he'll cause the trauma, he'll, he'll, he'll traffic and pimp the trauma. And then he'll say, the only way for you to get free from the pain of that trauma is to follow him. And obliviously people go, they go. Because even if they go to give their lives to Christ as a, as a way out, you know, cause Christ is our way out. He is our way out, but they'll go to Christ as a way out and the attacks will come so hard, so fast and be so heavy that people will walk away because they have already been fighting their whole lives and they can't fight anymore. And they haven't been taught that the one who fights our battles is the Lord, you know? Um, so here we are looking at people who are worshiping the devil. I had a friend actually just messaged me last night saying that someone, a coworker of hers is talking about getting a pentagram tattooed on their body. People don't even understand. They think they're doing this stuff for fun, for self-expression and all of that. And they don't even understand the levels or the depths to what it is you're saying. If you think your words are powerful, think about what you're putting on your body, you know? Um, and so I really just want to touch on if anyone is even struggling in the areas of Satanism or witchcraft, a process of inner healing is required. Inner healing and deliverance is required. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot faith your way through this thing. Now, there are some cases where the power of the Lord, the anointing of the Holy Spirit will hit you so hard that it'll cleanse you. That's a miracle. That is a miracle and miracles do happen. However, for a lot of us, for the majority of us, there is a process. There is a process that you have to go through to get free from this stuff, you know? Um, and if you don't go through the process, eventually what's in you will come out of you. When pressure is applied, what is in you will come out of you and it will reveal to you what you're actually still dealing with, but you haven't dealt with. Okay, that's I love, I love that we're having this conversation because they're gonna definitely be a part two of this. So I hope y'all ready because baby, she came out the gate swinging. Like you came out the gate swinging, but it's it's so true. And inner healing is definitely required. Deliverance is definitely required. And deliverance is not anything spooky. I know Hollywood has made it like, oh my God, it's the exorcist or however you pronounce the word. And you know, but deliverance is definitely required, especially when you come into agreement and you make all of these oats and these balls with these different um demons. Man, you have said so much um today, Tiff. Uh, I really just appreciate you once again. And y'all make sure that y'all um cover her in prayer, please. Um, because this, you know, when you go through Satanism and you come out and then you have to go and back and set the captives free, it's so much warfare that you have to go through. So we have to make sure that we keep this woman covered in prayer. Um, and yes, so we thank you so much. But you said so much, Tiff, and like I said, you can't like, I know I went through, um, in my life, it was like, all right, I'm saved now. I'm going to fake this thing out. All right, Jesus is Lord. I love him. I'm in love with him and all of this stuff. But the trauma. Yes. The trauma. 
And I found myself so angry with God because I was like, where were you? You know, and then I did find myself like falling back into self-worship. And I didn't even know that that was a form of Satanism. Um, yeah. So we just thank you for educating us on today. You said so much. And then you said you was a whole witch out here. Girl, go get the broom, baby. You better get the broom. Um, <laughs> but I just like, like... It's right. so much you just said, but I, I, I have a question. So when you were in Satanism and, and witchcraft, what were some of the things that you did? Um, incantations regularly. Uh, the back of the Satanic Bible. Now, I will preface this by saying, even though I know I used to know the Satanic Bible from front to back, um, I read it in less than, a, I mean, it didn't even take a a few days. I read the whole thing and I was constantly in it on a daily basis. I actually didn't even own it. I was, it was lent to me by someone else who I was in school with. And they're like, you know, it was just one of those things where now that I'm older, I realized they were sent to present that to me, you know? Um, but it was at a time where I just needed answers. I needed help. I needed control. I needed something. Um, so I used to know the thing back and forth. Uh, but one of the things that it has is there are incan incantations in the back. There are actually incantations in other places too, but I, I specifically remember the back. Um, I used to know the thing back and forth, but when I came to Christ, the Lord like wiped my memory of the words. Now that's huge because I have a semi-photographic memory. Um, when I see something, I remember it. And now I just have vague pictures of what the book looked like. I know what the outside looks like. I know where things were, but I can't remember the words. I can't, like the Lord literally removed dead works from me, you know? Um, and so I used to do incantations, which are spells, incantations are spells, uh, but I would do them for things like, you know, um, uh, to bless me, to bless myself. Uh, I would do curses. I would speak curses. I would speak word curses over people. Um, and, and it's, people think that there's like this thing because Hollywood has convinced us that you have to like go into this whole ritual in order to speak curses. That's not true. I would literally look at someone and say things like, I hope you die. That is a word curse, you know? Um, and it was that simple. It was that simple. Literally when I got, um, when I went through the process of healing and deliverance, I had to repent, repent for every word I had spoken over all of the people's lives. Um, I used what I had, what I was operating in as a way to gain control and power and to make people afraid of me. And I succeeded. Um, I had so many people who were afraid of me because they knew I worshiped the devil, you know, and I needed that because I, I thought I needed that at the time uh, because my trauma had caused so much rejection and abandonment issues that I had to put myself in a position of power so where people, if you weren't going to respect me and if you didn't want to love me, you were going to fear me. Um, and and it, it worked. You know, there were so many people who were afraid of what I was operating in, um, but they knew, you know, there's uh, even just the other day, someone had commented when I had talked about what I came out of and they remember when I was a witch. They remember when I was a Satanism, you know, or Satanism. They remember when I was a Satanist. <clears throat> um, and so to me, it was just like, wow, there are people from, 20 years ago, who still remember that I was operating in that, you know? Um, and as I have, you know, one of my best friends, we've been best friends for over 20 years. Uh, so she was with me when I did that. So there are people who are watching me walk out the testimony. 
because they can say, I remember when she used to do this, that, and the other, you know? And yeah, that's what I, spells, incantations, curses, um, all of this things that we see the world doing this secular manifestation stuff. Now, as believers, we can manifest, but I will reiterate what I said before. It is through the Holy Spirit. It is through the power of God. It is through the truth of God's word that we manifest. We don't get out here and start manifesting things that are outside of God's purpose for our lives. Come on, y'all. You got you can't just be manifesting houses and cars and money when you're not even in a position to handle the, the houses and the cars and the money. If God wants you to have it, get your life in order so he can bring it to you. That's how you manifest. You manifest by getting lined up with what the word of God says so that he can bring you the thing that you're asking for. Anyway, that's a whole other message. But <laughs> but that's the what I'm what I'm seeing now is a repeat of what I used to walk in. What I'm seeing now with the crystals and the sage and the, you know, all of these things. Let me tell you something. I'm going to expose the sage thing real quick. Y'all can get mad at me if you want to. But the enemy is not afraid of any kitchen herbs. Okay? Let me tell you. Literally, the enemy has a kingdom and he has a government. He is not afraid of what you season your dressing with. Okay? I'm just telling you, there is not a single demon that is running scared from your house because you decided to pull out some herbs from your garden and set some fire to them. Come on, y'all. We, we are to go to the all-consuming fire to cleanse our houses. That's who I go to. If I need my house cleansed because something done made its way in, then I ask the Lord, who is the all-consuming fire, to burn that thing up, to get them out. You know what I mean? Um... But now we have this thing where we're going to the created instead of the creator. And that is the root of Satanism because I am the created. And so I was going to myself for answers. I was establishing my own kingdom. I was establishing my own power, you know, as the created instead of going to the creator for my freedom, for my deliverance, for my answers, for my clarity, for my healing, for my purpose, for all of those things. Um, so I just really want to encourage, if you are looking to the stars for your future, go to the one who created the stars. Because trust me, those stars can't tell you anything, anything about your life that that creator of yours, come on, like we don't have to turn to the things of this world for answers when the one who created the world has all the answers. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'll start preaching y'all. So okay. hallelujah. Thank you for yes. the deliverance. And yes, I just want to throw in here real quick. Um, Cause I saw Rochelle just got on here. She's going to be my future book coach. Y'all y'all go ahead and call that in. Um, go ahead, bro. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm working on a book called surviving Jezebel. Um, and I want to expose that, that we have so many books out there, you know, exposing Jezebel, defeating Jezebel, who is Jezebel, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but I decided to name my book Surviving Jezebel because this spirit almost took me out. So it wasn't a matter of, of um, you know, I just came up hardcore, conquered and defeated this thing. I was on my face and in deliverance and retching and vomiting to get free from this thing. You know what I mean? And... The only way I got free was because the Lord exposed the presence of this spirit. 
Uh, he literally exposed it. I said, Lord, what is this? He said, that's Jezebel. And as soon as he said that, my pastor, who was doing deliverance at the time, turned around to me and she said, and I come against that spirit of Jezebel. And that confirmed to me that what the Lord had said was it. And so because <clears throat> I operated in control for, so here's the thing. When you seek control, which is what the root of Satanism really is, when you seek control, the spirit of control will come upon you. That spirit will come upon, and Jezebel is a controlling spirit. She's not just this, you know, seductive spirit that we associate with Jezebel. There is a controlling spirit. Um, and so I operated in control because I had so much trauma, so much rejection, so much abandonment. I would control my friends because I was afraid of them abandoning me. You know, I would be the person who showed up in every area of their life so that they just could not imagine being without me. Um, because of the spirit of Jezebel that I operated in, I also operated in narcissism to an extreme level. You know, um, I was a gaslighter. I was, you know, a manipulator. And I didn't realize that it was because of the spirit that was on me, you know? Um, and so I want to expose that in this book, you know, Surviving Jezebel. I wanted to say that it, I didn't just, um, trust me, I overcame. I overcame by the blood of Jesus, okay? But this was something I felt like I survived because I almost didn't survive it because of all the times I tried to take my life, because of all the times that I tried to self-sabotage every area and control all these different areas and push people away, I survived this thing. And so I really want to talk about, I'm going to talk about in that book, the deliverance process um, for that, because I have been care I had carried that spirit ever since I was a child into adulthood, even as a minister. This, and I'll, I'll go into this another time, but that I will say that that spirit that was on me is responsible for the infidelity that, that happened in my marriage. I was unfaithful to my husband. And when I came out of that thing, I went to, to uh, my husband even and my pastor. I said, who was that? Because that wasn't me. Like, it was me. But that was, I, I was so broken before God because I'm like, that was not me, Lord, what was that? And and looking back, I, I remember the seduction. The you, I even had to repent for pulling the other person into my sin, into my sin. Like it, let me tell you, if y'all have not been healed, if you have not gone through the process of inner healing for your trauma, go through the process, go through the process. It is so important, especially if you are called to do kingdom work. Because hurt people hurt people, even if they have the best intentions, you know, um, and you can't, we can't carry our hurt into the ministry. We can't carry our hurt into the kingdom of God. We have to be able to come cleanse, let the blood of Jesus cleanse you. Let's get into those deep chambers, get behind the closed doors where all the rotting nastiness is and let the Lord do his work. Um, so anyway, I'm just going to leave it on that. <laughs> Girl, that is so powerful. Um, and uh, Rochelle said, we welcome you. <laughs> uh, we welcome you, Queen. And she has chills, and so do I. Everything that you just said is so, um, oh, my God, it gave me chills down to my bone because you really exposed some things. And we are grateful for that uh, 
Man, that Jezebel spirit. I'm looking forward to your book because there are so many people that are coming out of witchcraft and that are coming out of atheism and satan Satanism. Um, <laughs> and nobody talks about the experience after the altar. Right. Like we talk about, all right, give your life to the Lord, let him cleanse you and, and all of that great stuff, which we need to do, but nobody talks about the fight after. The altar and wow. there is a real fight there is a real yes. and so we have to prepare the people we have to disciple them and we have to teach them about after the altar because if not they will go back they Absolutely. will go back and so i'm just so grateful for your book um and just everything that you're going to expose because some of us can operate in these jezebelic spirits and don't even know yeah. some of us can just operate because one thing about me i hate control I hate it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, oh, I'll be around people and they want to, and I'm just like, and it just irks me to my core because like, I know that that's a jealous Jezebelic spirit, but they don't know. And if I be like, sit down, Jezebel, they're gonna be feeling some type. Right. Of you know, you you don't want to offend people, but the 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 thing is, is when you expose the root of Jezebel as as or the controlling root, I'll say that when you expose the root of the control as fear, as because that's what it comes down to. You know, um, even <clears throat> even opening up the door for Jezebel to take place, to, to, to come in and oppress my life, um, the root of it was fear. The fear that what happened to me would happen again. You know, so I had to get into this place of control and, and a place where I could not be vulnerable so that what happened to me as a child would not happen again because mm -hmm. I refused to let that happen to me again. So I had to control every circumstance and situation to protect myself. And in the end, it just, it increased the level of control that Jezebel had over my life. Um, even in, like I said, with my marriage, my children, in ministry, um, there, in so many areas it, I was affected, my life was impacted by that. Um, and I honestly believe that the door was opened when I was a child. The door was opened through the trauma, you know, um, the same way that I came to Satanism. It, I don't really say I came to Satan. I really do say I came to myself because in the end, it was all about me. I needed, it was about the self-gratification. Even in the Satanic Bible, when it speaks about how you should treat other people, in the end, it comes back around to the benefits that you get for treating people the right way. You know, there's like, there's this lie in the satanic Bible about how you should treat people and you should treat them this way. And it's also, it sounds good. It sounds good. But in the end, the, the background of it is still pride and it's still, what do I get out of this? You know? Um, so praise the Lord for Jesus. Praise the Lord for the Holy Spirit that, that our lives are so surrendered to him that it's no longer about us, but it's about the people that we serve, the people that we love on, the people we see set free. Um, I really do pray that this, you know, conversation does just that, sets people free, exposes Satanism, um, exposes the trauma, you know, um, because I don't want, like I said before, I don't want people to think that just because they haven't made the conscious decision to worship Satan, that they are not walk walking in rebellion. Um, if you are still walking in rebellion, deal with the hurt and the pain and the trauma that got you to that place in the first place. 
Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> well, you you just came, like I said, so much. Um, and we are definitely gonna do a round two on this because I'm I just see so much um that's in you, and we definitely have to just tear down those kingdoms because um we think that it's just one kingdom of darkness, but it's so many levels to this. It's not just like all right, that's that. It's so many levels. Um, like the Bible says, we go to glory, glory. There are so many levels. Um, and so we're just excited about you just exposing. So hello once again to everybody that is tuning in. We did not do a reset or nothing like we on Clubhouse. But <laughs> we are exposing um Satanism right now. I have my guests with me, Tiffany, um, on this morning. So we just excited for you guys to tune in with us. And if you guys don't um mind, go ahead and share this broadcast out because I'm pretty sure that other people need to hear this. Other people want to get set free. Other people need to know about the goodness of God and the things that he are doing in our lives he has set this woman free from satanism from witchcraft from addiction from just so many other things that he's done the same in my life and so we just want to give god all the glory yes the praise on today so go ahead and share this thing out um i see my aunt my my aunt is in the audience i see her comment (laughs) i love you too auntie (laughs) we love you girl thank you for um tuning in with us now today Yeah, yeah, Tiffany, but this has definitely been a um a pleasure and just you just Amen. sharing all of the wisdom that you have because it's so much. And one and one of the things you also said is um the word curses. Um you say you would speak a word curse on somebody. You know, it's not like you gotta go and get these things and put them in a bowl and hex and all right. of this stuff, but it's just the words that you speak out of your mouth. Um, because a lot of people don't know. Uh, the words that you speak out of your mouth, they really can hold people um prison and in captive, and they have all of these word curses. I didn't even know that I had word curses lingering over my head from childhood until right. like three years ago. Where yep. this woman, I went to church, this woman was like, I see all these word curses. So I, I really want to, um just to let people know, the words that you speak out of your mouth, they have power. They can either heal people or they can right. tear them down. And That's so right. you have to be conscious of the words, especially the words that you speak over your own children. Mm-hmm. You know, um we are in a day and time where it's always been like this, what people will just call their children what they want. And right. then two days later, you wonder why they're acting up and stuff because you spoke it out of your mouth. That's you right. need to go repent. You need to go repent and really right. just be mindful of the words that you are speaking because you operating in witchcraft. Yep. You are you a whole girl. I ain't gonna say that. Hey, I, we can talk. One one of the things with me having uh, eight children, uh, seven of them at home. Uh, my oldest is uh, my stepdaughter. She lives in Alabama. We live in Oklahoma. Um, but one of the things about me being a parent and going through the things that I've gone through is knowing that they need what I didn't have, you know? Um, And so one of the things, they need affirmation. Children need to be affirmed. Your kids will not seek out the enemy if you affirm them at home now. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, even the ones who look like they're going that way. You know, my my daughter's 18. Um, She just turned 18 this month. And we have dealt with everything. She was she was molested as a child. While I was still healing and going through uh, depression, a person who was a close friend or a close family member took advantage of my daughter. Um, so it was a cycle that was repeating. You know, a, a, it was a demonic cycle. 
And I remember when she was eight months old, I heard Satan loud and clear. He said, I'm going to kill your daughter. And this, I had just gotten saved. I had just gotten saved. I had, ju- I hadn't even been filled with the Holy spirit. I had just, you know, gave my life to Christ. That was it. I, um, I didn't, I didn't get to share this part of my testimony, but um, I was suicidal at the age of 21 after a sexual encounter where my daughter was in the room while it was happening. Um, and so I was ready to just leave my daughter with my mom and just take my own life. And, and something on the inside of me cried out to God and was just like, Lord, if you are real, it wasn't Lord. It was God who they say is in heaven. If you are real, <laughs> if you are real, I need you to do something because otherwise I don't want to be here anymore. And my daughter will be better off without me, you know? Um, so it was through that, um, that act or, or not even the act, cause I didn't follow through with the act because literally within two weeks, I was moved from Illinois to Oklahoma. I got off the Greyhound bus and a few hours later I was in church and giving my life to Christ. That's how quickly he moved. Um, but after I got saved, you know, I was just like, okay, let's do this thing. I was in the word every night until four o'clock in the morning, you know, just, uh, just taking it all in. I started at Genesis and I was just like, I'm just going to keep reading, <laughs> you know, cause I didn't really know anything else. I didn't know this Jesus that people talked about. Um, and I just remembered this one incident, this one um, situation where my daughter was jumping all around and she was making a bunch of noise. She's like eight months old, but she was still, you know, making a bunch of noise. It was early in the morning. And I looked over and I said, Michaela, stop, you know, what you doing? And she looked at me, her eyes gloss over matte black. And she had this demonic laugh. It was just, I can't even reproduce it. It was this demonic laugh that she had. And I heard the enemy say, I'm going to kill your daughter. And I had only been in church for a few weeks, but I had heard enough to respond. There was something that rose up on the inside of me that was like, no, you won't. And if you do, I'll bring her back to life. <laughs> like that was, that was my response. You know, what I didn't know was that he didn't mean he was just going to take her out. He, he was referring to the process he was going to take her through to get her life. And so from a child, she was, she was molested as a child. Um, and she went through her life, like just suicidal. I mean, literally last year on Halloween, my child tried to take her life. Okay. Um, so this is my 18 year old daughter who said, I don't want to be here anymore. You know? Um, and so I'm looking at now that this is all to go back to you guys just one, trust God with your children, but two, know that it, the more you affirm them, the more that you watch what you speak over them, the more that you speak life over them, the Lord will show up. Okay. So, and that's what I did with my daughter. You know, she went through this process. She went through all this stuff. She went through, you know, thinking that she was non-binary and same-sex attracted and just all types of stuff that she had that she was struggling with that a lot of teenagers struggle with today. Um, And so as we, you know, as I spoke life over her and stuff, now fast forward, this has only been since a, a year since she tried to kill herself when we were in the emergency room and she had to be hospitalized. Now she has gotten rid of everything witchcraft related that she ever had. 
She's cleansed like everything. She has unfriended people. She has she has created whole new email addresses so she don't see the stuff from her old email. She's actually on the praise team um, at our church now. She dances with the flags and it's beautiful when to watch her worship. Um, and now her the place that she goes to is the Lord. You know, um, we're literally just earlier this year she was seeking out witchcraft. Now she goes to the Lord. Um, so all of that to say, we didn't, I didn't have that as a child, but watch the words you speak over your children, watch the words because that will set them up. You know, we, we talk about train up, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they get older, they will not depart. But we forget that training includes affirmation training include, you know, you go to work and you go work a new job and you go through training and stuff. What do they do? They tell you, you're doing a great job. You know, and that inspires you, it motivates you to keep doing a great job. So let's just, you know, if we, if you really want to protect your kids from Satanism, if you really want to get people out of this thing, start speaking life into them, speak life into them and trust God to, to do, to be there in the process. Okay. I know we're almost at an hour, girl, but I was just, Wait, I, this I, is so beautiful. And I, and I really just enjoy the time that we have been here and I'm going to give my friend a shout out. What's up, Frederick, uh, Rico Goon, shout out to you. Thank you for tuning in, um, on today yeah. and amen, but this has been so beautiful and I just see so many similarities similarities to both of our stories and just everything um and just how the enemy wants to come after our children and so i'm just excited for you to expose it because the same thing happened with my daughter as well mm. um you know that 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 cycle um you yeah. know going through the molestation and the rape and all of these different things and me rebelling against god um, it opened up the doorway for my own child to just go through some of those things as well. And she was molested at the um, age of five. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I really don't share that um, often, but this is my first time actually sharing it out. But, um, you know, she struggled with identity issues as well. And I actually put that in my book um, also, too. So one more plug. Y'all go ahead on and pre-order my book right now. Go ahead. Born in a Storm. It's out. Um but I talk about in my book also um, how when I was um, caught up in a polyamorous lifestyle, uh, my daughter started identifying as a stud, yeah. um, you know, and so she was definitely going through a, um, a battle of her identity. And but it wasn't nothing about the it was all the enemy just coming in trying to kill, steal, and destroy. Right. But once I went ahead and I broke that covenant, that contract that I made with that young lady, because I was like, Look, girl, I ain't never leaving you such and such, and didn't know that the words that I was speaking was a covenant, it was a contract that I was making with Satan, with yeah. her. Um, and so the moment God brought it to me, it was like, Look, you said this, you gotta go break it, you gotta renounce it. You got to repent and you have to break it and you have to remove it and put my blessing in place. So the moment I did that, the moment I fully gave my life to Christ and I got married, you know what I'm saying? Um, and just allow God to be God and stop yes. trying to do it on my own. Within like six months, I just seen a total... Um, a total turnaround with my daughter where she went from not wanting to wear dresses and skirts. Now wow. she got a whole little boyfriend. She... You know, I'd be like, look, you know, but but it's just the beauty of God. So definitely trust your children with God. When yes. you when they're in the master's hands, like he created them anyway. He gave them right. to us. So it's only right that we give them back to him anyway. 
That's like right. we, we don't even know what to do with them. We are stewards. They we are supposed We're to try them. Children. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So man, everything that you said on today was so good, so yummy, girl. I'm gonna go back and watch this replay on my own. <laughs> because it is, it is Amen. so much um that you just gave and just share with the people. So once again, um, I don't even want to end this thing. I like this is so good. Um but I appreciate you, woman of God, for coming out. Um, share with the people once again your social media. Um, tell them, you know, how they can contact you and all of those great things. So uh, my social media, you can just find me at Anointed Ambitions. That's the name of uh, my coaching business. <clears throat> if you are, if you want to be my friend, you know, I like to have friends. Um, just Tiffany Nicole Loftus on Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram. I am literally on every platform, y'all, from Clubhouse to Instagram to, I think I even have a Pinterest or something. I'm on TikTok, <laughs> YouTube, all of it. Um, because I, I want to get the word out in whichever way I can. I want to take the love of Christ and the freedom that comes with Christ to globally, globally, you know, we can't, we can't go to heaven until the whole world hears, hears the word. So, you know, in order for them to hear it, we got to speak it, you know, how will they know unless we go, you know? Um, so since <clears throat> I have all these kids and I can't physically go, not to mention, I've never actually been on an airplane. The Lord will change that one day. <laughs> I know it's so bad. Um, but until I do get on an airplane, I am on all platforms for social media uh, so that the word can go as far as it can. Um, just, yeah, if you want to get in contact with me, that's it. I'm on Facebook. I'm, on, I'm mostly on Facebook, but I'm on Facebook. I'm on Clubhouse. I'm on Instagram. Amen. Amen. So beautiful. Thank you so much. Once again, woman of God, um, I'm going to close this out in a quick prayer. Yes. Um, queer, and first of all, queer, I can't even say it. Prayer should never be quick. It should never be a microwave prayer where you just go, you know, you need to learn how to really just sit at the Father's feet and just allow him to um, just, you know, prayer should spend some time in God's presence. So you Amen. can get that power. Um, and if anyone wants to give their life to Christ right now, the doors of the church is open. You know, Amen. because that's all we do this yeah. for, um, not for our own glory, but to glorify the Father. And so if you guys want to give your life to Christ right now, all you have to say is, God, come into my heart. I believe that Jesus is Lord and that he rose on the third day and that he is the son of God. And I repent and I give my life to you, Christ. It's, it's, it's simple as that, you know, um, and we definitely encourage you to get into a Bible-based church and just to get surrounded by some believers, some people that can help you walk out this thing and get in your boat. Um, and so we just thank you for all of that. And so, Father God, we just thank you for today, God. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for being God. Father, we just honor you, and we just bless your name. Father, we thank you for everyone that is tuned into this broadcast, God, and that they, the scales will be removed from their eyes on today. Father, we decree that the veil has been torn, God, in the name of Jesus, and we break every demonic altar. We break everything that's not like you in the name of Jesus, and we resurrect new altars of your love, your power, 
your yeah. peace, your joy, everything that, are, that is of you, God. Father, we just thank you, God, for protection on today, God. We plead the blood of Jesus over everyone that is listening to this from the, the top of the head to the soles of their feet, God. We come against every spirit of depression, every spirit of oppression. We just dismantle the plans and the works of the enemy right now in yeah. the name of Jesus, God. And Father, we just release your peace, your healing power yeah. on today, God. Father, do a new work in your people on today, God. Draw them nearer to you on today, God, in the name of Jesus. We decree blessings. We decree favor. We decree peace, prosperity, whatever it is that your children are in need of, God. We release it on today in the name of Jesus. And we just thank you for resting upon us. We thank you for visiting us, God. And we thank you, God, that we are able to bless your holy and worthy and mighty name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And we honor you, God, and we seal yes. this prayer with the power in the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, yes, guys, we thank y'all so much for tuning in with us. And until next week, we'll catch y'all later for another dose of that Louisiana heat. Peace.